2: The final
3: hour is here, OutKick 360, Wednesday edition, live on Radio Road, Super Bowl 57. And per my request, Chad has moved over next to me. Thank you, Chad.
4: Hutton, I felt so distant from you this entire show, so I thought no better way to kick off the final hour on our first day here in Phoenix than sliding basically (laughs) in your lap for this uh, segment. We kid. Well, not really. I did want to be closer to Hutton, but we've got two, not one, but two great guests. Headed our way here within any minute, so had to make way for Kyle Turley and Jim McMahon, who will be joining us shortly, and I get to get closer to Jonathan Hunt.
3: That's right. Some great stories uh, headed your way here on the show. Plus, uh, Legarrett Blunt will join us uh, coming up this hour as well. Michael Irvin has been pulled off of the Super Bowl Fifty Seven coverage for NFL Network after a report of misconduct towards a woman, and this happened at uh, the uh, hotel. Um, He says he isn't sure what he did wrong to get pulled from there. He said, honestly, I'm a bit baffled with it all. Uh, But the report, according to the Dallas Morning News, a woman at Irvin's hotel made a complaint about the Hall of Famer following an encounter with him on Sunday. Not exactly clear what happened, at least as of yet, but in a statement to the Dallas Morning News, NFL Network says Michael Irvin will not be part of the NFL Network's Super Bowl 57-week coverage
4: crazy story. Um have you noticed that I, I would, the NFL network doesn't have a big presence here? They don't have the big set here this year. Yeah, I did notice that. And they must be by the stadium. No, I, know I think some people I think they're in
3: LA. I think they stayed in LA. Really? Yes.
4: That shocks me, especially being as close as we are I agree. to LA right now in, in Phoenix. That's it's a weird story. I I'd feel like you'd kind of even if you didn't agree with someone, you know, canceling you on the uh, on the broadcast, you'd sort of know, okay, this is uh this is what I said that would have caused this, right? Well, he's, uh, uh, so Irvin said, we shook
3: hands, then I left. That's all I know. Honestly, I'm a bit baffled with it all. This all happened in a 45-second conversation in the lobby. When I got back after going out, I came to the lobby. I talked to somebody. I talked to this girl. I don't know her, and I talked to her for about 45 seconds. That to the Dallas Morning News via Michael Irvin. We haven't heard the
4: end of this. But the girl in the lobby worked for NFL Network? No. Is she an employee? No? No. She just filed a complaint with the hotel um, saying
3: that you know, something happened as, as at the hotel he was staying at Sunday.
4: That's interesting. Um, yeah, I feel like you know what went down. He's probably not telling us uh, the full extent of the story, but uh, that's bad news for Michael Irvin. And it is crazy that I, you're right. I, I'm kind of looking around the room here at Radio Row, and I do not see what normally is a huge NFL network setup for their every television show they, they have on. So we don't have that presence this year. Hutton, do you think that Jalen Hyatt is going to have presence in the first round of the NFL draft? Yes.
3: Well, yes, if he runs what he says he's going to run. 4 which 2, is, nine. Four, two nine, which he wants to be sub-4-3 because that puts him in a category with possibly maybe like, one, two other receivers in the draft. And there's usually only one, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're running that, you have, and you're a second round grade, high second round grade, you're into the first round just based on your traits and the speed alone. Because, it, you you pair that with what he did as the Bolitnikoff Award winner, uh, regardless of size. If you've got that speed to what he told us earlier, it doesn't really matter about his size if he's going to. He, he's what do he you say? You got to catch me first. Yeah, I asked four him, two you know, nine proves that statement.
4: Yeah, we went through. Is he that fast? He's fast. I, I know he's fast. Four two nine. 9", I don't know. Chris Johnson fast, which is four two eight. He He was a world-class sprinter in high school, I know, in the state of South Carolina. I, I, I don't know that he's that fast. He is training here in Scottsdale. Yes. So he told us off air he's doing all of his training here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if he runs that, he's going to be a first-round pick. And I threw the things out that I think, look, if I'm a GM and I'm thinking about investing a first-round pick on Jalen Hyatt, what do I want to know about? Are you too small? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to respond to press coverage you're going to get in the NFL? Um, and then the whole thing about you're honest about it, but why? Why did you not work as hard the, the previous year? Why was there a disconnect with Josh Heipel and then suddenly a light switch went on and it worked? And while that one year was terrific and he was the Blitnikoff Award winner, why just the one year? You know, is this going to be a consistent thing with you now that you're going to show up and work this hard? I I believe the guy. You know, I I have no reason not to. He he was very believable. Genuine. Yeah. You know, we we talked with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau a year ago, and what was our big takeaway? I I don't know if the guy, if this is a work and the guy's playing us, or if this is like play acting or what's happening. I didn't feel that way with Jalen Hyde. I felt like he was being very real yeah. and honest about what he out. did at Tennessee to not work as hard the previous turns year. Turns out
3: Thibodeau was being real though. Yeah, based on his performance, I think he was. The, but the difference was he came. There was an arrogance about Kayvon Thibodeau that we we questioned because I mean the, the the guy already was sizing up his Pro Football Hall of Fame jacket as he said here on Radio Row before he was even drafted. Yeah, you know, and and so that's why I believe we we question him more than.
4: Uh, your typical top five pick. But he backed it up with the Giants. No, he did uh, in his rookie year, no doubt. And and I think Jalen Hyatt's going to back it up. If I had to guess right now, what is Jalen Hyatt going to be as an NFL player? He's going to be really good. I mean, I saw enough this year, and there was a lot of promise even when he got to Tennessee. He didn't really deliver on that early on because of a bad offense uh, under Jeremy Pruitt. But then once it clicked... I, I see every little thing I need to see from him. And in terms of a guy who can just blow the top off a of defense, he is that. Now, is he going to be on every level of the secondary receiver consistently in the NFL? He's got to get to that. I don't know that right now, that he's going to be that in day one. But he's a guy right now who can burn a defense. I, I think right when he gets the NFL, he's going to be that so guy. So here's, here's the question
3: I would have to ask if I'm just comparing the two wide receivers from Tennessee that are in this draft at the top, uh, Jalen Hyatt and Tillman. Tillman feels like a guy that's going to be very consistent week in and week out, that's going to give you the same type of production across the board. Hyatt feels like he's going to give you a monster performance in about six games in a season. Is that fair? Like, no, I think that's size, fair. size, speed. Uh, again, breakaway speed game-breaker-type talent, Tillman feels more more like the possession guy that's going to move the chains. He's better than that, but move the chains and and be one of the go-to players for your quarterback. And he's not being talked about nearly enough or, or, or to the same extent because he's not going to run the same type of speed. But given the traits, to me, I'd rather have the guy that's going to be there week in and week out that you're going to be able to count on uh, instead of the, not flash of the pan, but the guy that's going to show up once a month.
4: Look, odds are one of these guys will not work out yeah. based on potential. And I just say that with any, any team. There's not a lot of teams in college football that produce two NFL stars right. at one position, right, that played at the same time, come out in the same year. Maybe Ohio State's got a little bit of that, that receiver, you know, right now with what they've done in the NFL. But you're not typically going to have that. I do think, though, so I say all that to say, you know, It feels like both these guys are going to be good. I think Tillman's going to be a steal for someone. He seems like a late second, third-round pick. Yes. To me, a second-day pick that is going to absolutely hit for someone. But just based on his size, he's got some speed, too. He doesn't have, you know, world-class speed like like Jalen Hyatt, but he's going to be a difference-maker for someone, and he can high-point the ball. Yeah. He can make the the combat catches like Coach Mack talks to us about. And he
3: wants the ball in the big moment. You know, that's the other trait that you, you have to be able to find if you're the general manager, uh, diamond in the rough, so to speak, late in late rounds. He wants the ball. He's not afraid of the moment um, in, in any respect. Hendon uh, Hooker, their quarterback, we chatted with him earlier today. We'll get to that tomorrow. Uh, but as promised, joined at our broadcast site, Kyle Turley, Jim McMahon, sit down with us. Kyle, are you still in Nashville?
5: Uh, yeah, just moved back there about a year and a half, almost two years ago now. Nice. Taxes, yeah. right? Taxes are better there. Nice nah, schools. Reason. I got middle school kids. Oh, nice. We were in California, so, you know, had to get out of there.
3: Still shredding on <laughs> guitar?
5: Yeah, playing some music, you know, just uh, doing my thing. Hopefully, we'll see what happens with it. You never know.
3: Welcome,
2: guys. Jim, hey, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks.
3: Uh, tell us what you're, what you're up to and why you're partnered together today.
2: Well, we're our company Revenant. Uh, we're trying to get our our message out about uh, this plant being a medicinal herb, not a drug. And we're trying to get the NFL to stop testing for it. Uh, you know, instead of these guys uh, getting fed handfuls of pills, let them use something that's actually going to help their bodies. And uh, the pills, all they do is mask pain. Whereas cannabis actually helps with, with uh, inflammation. It's the only patented neuro neuroprotectant on the planet. And so we should be using this. We have a cannabinoid system in our bodies for this plant. We're supposed to be using it.
3: Am I Sorry. right in thinking that they still test for it, but they don't suspend players yeah. for it anymore? So yeah. what's the point
5: of testing but for it? But yeah,
2: exactly. they can take your take your game they, checks.
5: Yeah, they just came out. Before gotcha. the season, if you test positive for cannabis, over 150 nanograms, which is the IOC level that they went to post X Games. Uh, they, yeah, right? And uh, uh, they got to get that X Games money, right? Yeah, so sure. That, what, do you, what do you do? Raise the level of THC. <laughs> That's it, right? That so can, they take game checks. Yeah, now they, they, can take up to, they say they could take up to three game checks. They wow. won't suspend you anymore. So no player's been suspended for marijuana since I had a meeting with the NFL about two years ago in L.A., a bunch of other cannabis companies. I was there, part of it, full presentation. And they say, okay, we're not going to suspend anybody anymore. But right before the season this year, they said they could take up to three games pay. So you're going to have to go out there and work for free. For using something you should be putting in your body rather than these tordal shots they're puncturing lungs with and, you know, ruining careers with with all these pills. So it's crazy. Jim,
4: uh, first time we had a chance to, to talk to you. We, we've interviewed Kyle before, so welcome uh, to the show. Good uh, to be here. Do you feel like this is an issue that has gotten better, worse, or stayed the same in the NFL in terms of uh, very liberal administration of, of pain pills?
2: Well, I mean that the pain pills are—they're still being handed out pretty freely. Uh, supposedly they're keeping track better, but uh, you can still get as many as you want. Yeah. Um, that's how it was when we played. You know, everything you can cure, everything with a pill—that that, that was their motto. But uh, like I said, all they do is mask, mask your pain; they don't help you at all. Whereas the cannabis plant. <coughs> it it helps so many so many different (laughs) afflictions you know he's
5: still here man we're still here you know what do we got to do we got to be part of these statistics 44 nfl players 50 and younger in the since 2021 statistic just came out 44 nfl players over our last year and a half have died Mm. that's that's this insane statistic we got it. Doesn't over half of those guys would still be here if all they were using was cannabis instead of these pills. 115 people are going to die in America today from prescribed use. And where are we going to? Why are we doing this still?
4: RevenantMJ.com, by the way, is the website. That's right. For more information on what they're doing.
3: Kyle Turley and Jim McMahon with us. Kyle, a story that I don't know if you've heard. I haven't heard Jim tell it, but I've been told it's true. You could confirm. You went to the White House. <laughs> Did you, in fact, intend on giving President Obama a thong?
2: A thong?
3: <laughs> what? You gave him a headband, correct? I gave him a
2: headband. I don't know about a thong. I don't give away my thongs very often. That,
3: I, that's, that's the running story with some people that uh, I've, I've chatted with from the Bears days back in the 80s.
2: No, I did have a shirt that I kind of rubbed up on him during our picture. <laughs> During our team photo with the president, but I, I probably can't say it on the air here what what that T-shirt was.
5: Okay, fair enough. He's not in the office anymore.
3: <laughs> how are you? How, how are you feeling nowadays? Uh, now
2: I know I'm, that's probably a, lot, a loaded question. Yeah. But. Well, you see me in this wheelchair right now. I've been dealing with a bad ankle for the last 15 months. Had a routine surgery went bad, got infected. Ended up being three surgeries, and then they were going to cut off my leg, but. They save that, uh, I'm still dealing with, dealing with a lot of head issues. I have to go see uh, my doctor in New York about every four months to get an adjustment. But uh, other than that, you know, this cannabis has gotten me off the, all the pills that I was taking like Kyle was. I was eating them for six or seven years after I retired and uh, had to get rid of them because it, you, you live in a fog. You don't, you don't remember a lot, you don't even know what day it is, uh, whether or not it's day or night sometimes, and uh, all the side effects from it. You, you can't sleep, you can't go to the bathroom, Uh, none of that stuff is happening anymore. I've been strictly cannabis. Uh, I had to take a couple pain pills last year for the surgery after it got infected, but uh, other than that, I'm I'm just strictly cannabis.
4: There's a a new documentary out about the Baltimore Ravens of 2000, one of the great defenses, and it brings up a lot of talk about the 85 Bears, and they're mentioned in that documentary as well. Jim, does it ever get old being associated with one of the all-time greats? There's not many teams in NFL history you can put a year before the name of that team, and everyone knows the names from that team and remembers them that well. Does that ever get old for you, knowing that you're always associated with that group?
2: No. I mean, hell, we, we had a hell of a football team. Uh, I was there for seven years. We were in the playoffs five of those seven years and probably should have won four or maybe five of those times. I mean, we, we were that good. Uh, it's unfortunate that we didn't play well in the playoffs. You know, we don't have a seven-game playoff series. you got one and done. Yeah. And unfortunately, we we didn't play well at home in the playoffs. But uh, we won a hell of a lot of football games in those five years, and and uh, people still talk about it. I mean, hell, we were we were good. Nobody wanted to play us, that's for sure.
3: When was the last time you reminisced prior to that season for camp at Wisconsin Platteville and the stories that came out of there?
2: Uh, those are still uh, those still <laughs> pop up every time I get around our guys. Uh, yeah, that was uh, interesting training camp place to be. Uh, Kyle was up there as well with the Saints. Uh, yeah. We had a bunch of different uh, NFL teams that were up in that area scrimmaging against each other. Okay. the uh, during, League. During the, uh, during the preseason. It. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it was kind of nice to have some other teams to go up against because we were, we were fighting with each other for, you know, pretty much every day.
5: Brutal. That's the old Cheese League. That's what they called it. They had all the teams. The Saints actually were up there in lacrosse. So you had the Saints in lacrosse. Uh, Chiefs in River Falls, uh, the Vikings in Mankato um, and then the bears were where Platteville Platteville and uh, so we'd all scrimmage each other during training camp because they were to the bus right away see so, you now that's camp. No, you <laughs> yeah, think about spring training for
4: baseball no, teams; that's, they they like go prison. away, right? That's <laughs> spring training. But when you think about camp, like you're literally going away and staying in probably you know terrible dorms. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Dorm rooms with 100%. no air conditioning and yeah, those, yeah, those was, little was, single beds. I don't know. You guys it's probably it's slept a, on the floor. It's a little big different eyes. today.
4: Yeah. A little different today. I feel like for teams. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
5: They, well, they it's don't a have Yeah.
2: They don't even have to put pads on anymore. No wonder guys can play until forty-five.
5: Yeah, this is the GOAT. Uh, you talk about uh, Tom Brady. They, he would have played under the protections of Tom Brady. Good Lord, you had a 25 uh-huh. year, 30 year career.
4: Well, and uh, Trent Dilfer took some heat on the documentary I'm talking about for saying, you know, I love Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, but that, that's not impressive to me. Yeah. And he's talking about the 2000 Ravens, but he's saying, I watched the way you guys hit quarterbacks and guys who would stand in against that. That's impressive to me. Yeah. Are you hinting a little bit of that, of the way the game has changed? Over the years, from what you faced,
2: Oh, hell, it'd be nice to know you can th- step into every throw and not get your knees blown out. Yeah, or or, or right. get whacked in the head after you know you threw the ball and saw the guy catch it, and you still get whacked. Yeah, no hits a, over hell- the middle. It's a hell of a lot different, right? Oh, no hits
5: over the middle, no more. Nope.
3: Brady's even admitted this: where the rules are set up to bail a quarterback out for a poor decision. Yeah, you can um, put a receiver in harm's. Yeah, you can put a receiver in harm's way, and if the defender hits you a certain way, wow. you're penalized I didn't think on defense. Of that. And you bail the <laughs> you bail the quarterback out for a poor throw that ends up benefiting the offense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know
2: why anybody want to play defense anymore. I mean, wh- where right. do you hit a guy? Yeah. I mean, our eighty-five team, nobody would have finished the game. They'd all been thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they put so many it's QBs old. out that year. I mean, it was it was ridiculous.
3: Were you obligated to hate Buddy Ryan since you played offense? You
2: no, know, Buddy. For some reason, Buddy uh, always liked me. Uh, and he didn't like offensive guys at all <laughs> and uh, I, I think a lot of that had to do with he coached with a guy I, I played for at BYU uh, Doug Scoble was the offensive coordinator and I think him and Buddy coached somewhere in that in that tree before he got up to the pros and so uh, Doug Scoble called him when they, after they re, uh, drafted me and they, he told him hey this kid could play and Buddy always for some reason treated me well played a lot of racquetball with Buddy yeah, he was. He was a. Really. I'd spot him twenty and beat him, but he he'd be a little pissed. But,
5: yeah. Look. But he was
2: he was a fun guy to be around. He he just uh, if if you understood him, you could take him. But man, if he didn't like you, ooh, you didn't want to be around him at all.
3: Uh, so yeah, he and Dick just didn't understand each other. They did not. Eye eye. You
2: know, we we won in spite of them, not because okay. of them. Yeah. yeah.
4: Chad's trying to take up pickleball. Yeah, I've I, I, still
2: never played it. I don't know what. The
4: yeah, I, I, that, that's gonna be next. Racquetball was it's fun back in the, the day, beach. but paddleball. If you can spot someone twenty and still win, that's pretty impressive. Chad, I, had, How about
2: you? I had a racquetball court in my house. I, I played quite a bit. <laughs> I, that's what I did to stay in shape. I didn't. Uh, I didn't run. You know, people always. Oh, we, we had a two mile run when I first got to Chicago, and I, I didn't think I was going to be in camp anyway. I was supposed to go to the USFL. And uh, so I came to camp. I was not in shape at all. And the only guy I beat in the two mile run was Noah Jackson. Remember, Noah it was my left guard, weighed about 300 pounds. He's the only guy I beat. And I was literally after the second lap, because I hadn't dealt with humidity before in Chicago. I was like, oh, man. What? And I had a towel on my head, and the trainer was, come on, you got to keep going. I'm like, if I got to run two miles every game, we're going to get our ass kicked. <laughs> I said, these guys get paid to block. Man, I shouldn't be having yeah. a run.
3: Jim McMahon. Shin splints. Kyle Turley. And check out the website, revenantmj.com. Um, guys, yeah, thank you y'all. for thank you for joining you us. Good, Good luck with everything. Great yeah. first visit. And, yeah, Kyle, you're welcome y'all. on anytime. Yeah, yeah man, I really it. appreciate yeah.
5: you guys over right. the years supporting this uh, message. You know, at the end of the day, we just need them to stop testing. You know, we, we've had this experience. We're still here. I'm going to be here next year. We're talking about it. Good. We're not going to be part of those statistics. You know, so hopefully they get the message, man. We appreciate y'all putting it out there. Thank you. Thank you. I'll tell some Thank more you.
3: stories about Camelot soon too, <laughs> up, <laughs> up in Chicago. All right. Uh, stay tuned. More coming, including Legarrette Blunt, who will join us at our broadcast location here at Radio Row Super Bowl Fifty Seven. How Kick Three Sixty rolls on.
1: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
3: LeGarrette Blunt will join us in less than 10 minutes. We welcome you back. Radio Row, Super Bowl 57, Outkick 360, Hutton and Withrow and... The Pro Football Doc, Dr. David Chow, sits down with us.
4: Good to see you.
1: Thanks. Good to be in person. It's always better to be in person. Yeah, i have OutKick what a, what a Contributor as well. You've oh, been all over the huge. place here
4: on Radio Row. It's always... Quite the uh, spectacle
1: when you're here. It, it is, you know. I come here and I don't set up anything really ahead of time. Obviously, I know <laughs> you're going to do you guys and yeah. I have some serious and, and the Fox thing, but then everything else just rolls. We saw it's you just on with so Ross hectic. Tucker earlier. Oh yeah, came Ross on our is show, great. Yeah. Ross is great. He's a friend and uh, of Sports Injury Central, and you know, it's just nice to put names with faces and yeah. people, and you know, and uh, but it's hectic. <laughs> what is the
3: biggest injury concern going into Sunday's game?
1: To me, it is Lane Johnson. It is not Patrick Mahomes, who's going to be 50% healthier. I don't even believe Jalen Hurts is really, he might hurt some, but he's not injured anymore. He's not on the injury report, Yeah. right? First of all, doesn't that factor into what? Yes, absolutely. But also, if he were really injured, would he be talking about my shoulders a little sore? No, it's a cat and mouse game. On top of that, yeah, his numbers haven't been fantastic. But he did throw the ball 8 of 11 times in the opening drive, and then Brock Purdy got hurt, and then he You're dialed right. it back. I haven't thought about it that right? way. Right? The game script between the Giants and this, I'm more worried about Hurts' rust than I am about his okay. injury. So throwing it more,
3: not running it. Oh, it, running th- it too. But with the shoulder, does that play a factor in the, uh, the play call?
1: I don't think it will or okay. should. And that, here we get to Lane Johnson, which I think is the one to watch. He's got a core muscle injury very hard to play through that he's doing a great job and people would say well he stopped Nick Bosa but did he (laughs) The, the early kick start back almost offside smart get in you know deep into the backfield a set a yard deeper than typical in the backfield then a couple times you saw Nick Bosa knock him back a couple of yards and then he stopped because it was a mush rush. Stay in your pass lanes. game plan. Don't let Jalen Hurts escape. You saw Fred Warner never move off of Jalen Hurts and the RPO. They weren't going to let Hurts beat him. And so then Hurts didn't rush the ball. And guess what? In the second half, why would you ever put your quarterback at risk in that game anyways after the injury? Right. So I think it's more game script. But Lane Johnson, there is some worry. That's the biggest worry. He's been doing great. He's not all pro Lane Johnson. Maybe he's pro bowl alternate, and that'll be interesting to see. Do they put Chris Jones on him and really bull rush that spot? But if they do, the Eagles have a counter move. Maybe they hand the ball off up the middle where Chris Jones left. I mean, there's always a counter move. But Lane Johnson's the one to watch. The second one might be Avante Maddox. I think Kadarius Toney will be healthy. People say Avante Maddox played well, but who can't play well against Brock Purdy in that second half when he couldn't throw the ball? and he was in a boot last week so big toe injury turf toe kind of a tough deal let's talk a little bit about
4: patrick mahomes look good against cincinnati better than i expected definitely not a hundred percent but now given the two weeks after getting through that game and even making a play with his legs that ended up winning the game what do you expect to see from patrick
1: mahomes he made a play to his right where it's more comfortable but to the left he couldn't run at all because he couldn't twist off the right ankle we talked about it in OutKick. We had his six score at 84. Effectiveness, 84% of usual effectiveness. Well, he was 326 yards, quarterback rating 105.4, two touchdowns, no picks. That's probably 84% of Patrick Mahomes. That's pretty good, pretty good 84%. Right? And look, 100% is 400 yards and four touchdowns and whatever, right? But he's going to be 50% of the way to 100 from where he was with these two weeks. He won't be 100. We've raised his sixth score to 91. Pat, Jalen Hurts is still healthier than he is, but he's climbing. And so, look, as it should be, healthy teams move on. For the most part, these have been healthier teams all season.
3: Brock Purdy reportedly is going to have the surgery. I'm assuming this is the Tommy John surgery we've been discussing with the UCL injury that he suffered. Timetable, Ian Rappaport is saying he's back by training camp. Is that realistic?
1: Is it? Possible? I would say yes. Is it guaranteed? Far from it. First of all, the hope is it's a Tommy John ligament repair, not reconstruction. Reconstruction would be 12, 18 months. Okay. Yes, he is having a baseball doctor do the surgery. But remember when they first said he needed surgery, I was already questioning if six months was a guarantee. Now he's not having the surgery until February 21st, and he's ready for the starter training camp. That's now five months timeline. What changed? It's not like the doctor found something that was better. I don't, and, and here's the thing. I respect the heck out of John Lynch. He's a San and GM, the whole deal. But the 49ers have a quarterback conundrum. They want Brock Purdy, but there's no guarantee he'll be healthy. And even if he is healthy, what happens to the development of a young quarterback who's not there throughout the whole off-season program? Number two quarterback they want is Trey Lance, but there's no guarantee. he's not healthy today, maybe in a month or two, but is there a guarantee his ankle will return to 100%? And they don't want Jimmy G, and he's the only healthy one right now, yeah. ready to go. So it's quite the conundrum. I'm not trying to say they're going to bring in Aaron Rodgers or bring Tom Brady out of retirement. but. Can they really afford to sit pat when this year's Super Bowl-ready team got submarined by the quarterback position? Are they going to try it again with any question marks? I mean, they got to do something, right? Yeah. Or, or at least some sleepless nights or keep your fingers crossed that, that Brock Purdy starts to look good early on after his surgery, which you won't even know till February 21. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of consideration in that front office. That's all. It's quite a conundrum right now.
3: Follow Dr. David Chow on social at ProFootballDoc. Read the great work at OutKick as well. Always good to see you. Thank you for the perspective, as as always. Whether it's in
4: Nashville or Arizona or L.A., always good having you. Always good. Thank Thank you. you. One of the
3: best right here. One of our favorite guests over the years Uh, we had the chance to catch up with earlier today. Here is our conversation with a three-time Super Bowl champion, former NFL running back LeGarrette Blount. LeGarrette Blunt, our guest on Radio Row, welcome back, OutKick 360. Welcome back to the show. We had a great
0: visit last year. I appreciate you guys, man. It's always fun, man. Uh, this is my second year on Radio Row, so this is always fun. It's, it's start, I'm starting to get used to it. Are these, do you consider your Eagles are playing for the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. They're my boys. That's okay. my squad. Uh, hands down. that's uh, Always going to represent them.
4: You don't consider yourself a Titan? <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought you'd be a Titan forever, based on your short time there. I know, right, man? I, I, that had to be a motivating factor for that you, was though, e- in your there. That career. was
0: extremely motivating, considering the fact that I uh, initially made the team yeah. and then got cut because uh, you know, obviously they had needs at at, um, at special teams. They went and got a linebacker, I think, a special teams linebacker, mm. and uh, that's that's yeah, that's that was the end of my career as a Tennessee Titan. It would have been fun to play with CJ though.
3: Three-time Super Bowl champ. Which is your favorite of the three? Oh, the Philly one.
0: Yeah, hands down. Um,
3: because of your impact on that yes, run. Sir.
0: Yes, sir. It was. Uh, it was fun. They trusted me, and they, you know, they they believed that I was going to be a, a a big factor and a deciding factor in that game. Um, and and you know, me and Deuce had conversations prior to that game um, that that I wanted to be a, a big factor and I wanted to be a part of it. Um, of, of the of the success, you know, of the game, and you know, making sure that we put ourselves in the best position to win, I wanted to be a part of that. Um, so yeah, that was that was definitely my favorite one.
3: And then you end up at New England, and you have tons of success there. Brady recently retiring, your locker was very close to Tom's
0: locker, yeah, right wasn't next it? Right to twelve. Yeah. What was that like? Ah uh, man, it was it was cool, man. He, he a funny dude, man. He's a nice guy. Uh, joke with him every day, um, you know. He's a, he's a good dude, man. He's probably one of the only dudes that I know that walk around in a in a and in, in <laughs> locker room, bro. So usually, usually is you know no homo, but you know, usually, is, <laughs> usually I'm just saying that you know everybody so has everybody journal. has a everybody has a towel in their locker, yeah. right? It's for you, you you get done practicing or whatever you're gonna do. You you come in, you know, you get your stuff off, you put your towel on, and you take a shower. That's just routine, um, and. Uh, Y'all got a real bathrobe. It got twelve. It got TB12 on it or something like that. It looks of like course it's it does. Yeah, walking it like, around like man, he's a resort. It's his, his. His world. We living in it. Yeah. I, lo- I love
3: this because Russell Wilson has
0: his own office. Brady had his own bathrobe. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no more offices for Russell. No. I'm no. gonna tell you that now. That, I don't think Sean Payton doing that.
4: That, that office is uh, is going away. I, yeah, I see Brady gonna, in the bathrobe with a newspaper, coffee, <laughs> legs crossed. No coffee. Senior, and no coffee for Brady. Oh, that's true. Eating, yeah, no eating, caffeine. Eating is, all electrolytes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> eating eating his lunch um that was prepared at home that he brought to work like as if he was going to, you know, a nine to five, you know, <laughs> construction working job. <laughs>
4: I love it. We we talked to uh Bobby Carpenter on our show regularly mm-hmm. and he was there a short time but said Tom Brady walked up and introduced himself to him. Logan Ryan, same thing. Hey I know you're our third round pick. Do you have a similar story about meeting him? Did he oh, yeah approach you first?
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Um he came up to me, shook my hand, was like, hey, um, LeGarrette, man, we're happy to have you here. You're going to help us out a lot. Um, you know, we're, we're excited about it. You know, you're a really good player, man. So, you know, we're happy to have you. You know, that's always that always feels good coming from someone like him. You know, it, it feels good coming from anyone on the team, considering the fact that you don't know anyone there. So anybody that would have come up to you and said that is always it's always nice, right? Um, yeah. And, 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 and it being him. Um, just makes it, obviously, a little bit more special because he's he's noticing my talent. Uh, throughout your career, has
3: a coach ripped apart a quarterback in practice the way Belichick
0: would do Brady? Ooh. I haven't seen that. That and speaks that, volumes that, for that everyone speaks, else, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I have not seen that. Um, not with Josh Freeman, not with... Uh, not with any of the quarterbacks that I've played with. I haven't seen that, man. So, How does uh, that
4: affect the team when you see Tom Brady get, getting lit up?
0: Uh, it affects the team in a positive way because it, it shows you that, you know, no one no one is exempt from, you know, getting their ass chewed out. You know, no one is, is, is exempt from that. Everybody, everybody is, is live when it comes to that. And if you make a mistake and an obvious mistake or you make the same mistake twice or whatever the case may be, Bill gonna be on your ass. It don't matter who it is, you know. So that that speaks volume to him.
4: Well, speaking of Bill, uh, he was on the Let's Go podcast. Legarrett, I didn't know it was him. His voice sounded so different <laughs> when he was talking to Tom Brady, as kind of man to man, friend to friend, right. and talking about his career. Uh, we in the media, we hear Bill Belichick at press conferences. Did you get to hear that different tone in his voice at any point playing for him? Where? He sounded different than he does around everyone else.
0: Oh yeah, no, I've, I mean, I've, I've I've talked to him and I've had um, you know um, him have a different a different uh, conversation for me uh, with me. You know whether it's um, you know, the game where I rushed for 160 yards, you know, or whether it was me running. You know the game where I had a couple kick returns and things like that. Um, you know, he, he'll bring a different energy to you then, you know, he might still bring a joke with it You know, it's like, you know, ah, oh, bro, you you broke an 80-yard kick return and you only to get caught by the kicker Or, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's like, well, dang, bro, you can't score right there, you know So it, he's, you know, he's a, he's a jokester when he wants to be um, Obviously in, in, in the right situation in the right um, setting, you know, he, he can be a funny guy
3: Garrett Blunt, our guest on Outkick 360 What was your initial reaction when you were traded to New England, when Shiano traded you?
0: Um, I was happy to leave there, Yeah, that's for sure. Um, You know, me and him never had a good relationship. He's not one of my favorite people in the world. So, um, you know, I was at, I think I might have been at 24 Hour Fitness or maybe LA Fitness or something, and I was playing basketball. um, And I remember some guys telling me, hey, bro, your phone's ringing. Your phone's ringing. I'm like, I ain't worried about that, man. I'll get it after the game. I ain't finna stop the game to answer the phone. and we won. And obviously, you know, you've been in the gym before. You win when and you, you stay. Win, you win, you stay, you stay. on. Yeah. Right. Keep so playing. we won. And we played again. Yeah. So, you know. And you won again, probably, <laughs> and, and you yeah. kept playing. So, so for about 45 minutes, he was calling and texting my phone. And I, and I didn't know it was him. Um, so I finally got, you know, we finally lost. And, you know, me, you know, that's just, this is me, not everybody else, you know. When I lose, I'm not trying to wait for three or four games to play again. I've already played three or four games. We won them. You know, I'm not going to get cold and wait here three or four games, I have to stretch again and play no. again. So... <laughs> I finally checked my phone, and I, you know, I seen it, and I called him back, and I'm like, oh, what's good, coach, da-da-da. He's like, hey, I just wanted to call you and let you know we traded you to the uh, to the New England Patriots, man, da-da-da. I said, okay, appreciate it, hung up. And, <laughs> you know, that was it. it was last time we talked, you know, it was, and I went to my house, I walked to my crib, which was right across the street, walked to my crib, you know, called, got on the phone, told my family and stuff, and you started getting ready to go. And with a smile on my face you know I I had no idea what what New England was about I had no idea what they did Um, I didn't know what they you know what their regimens were or anything like that I just knew that Bill Belichick was a hard coach that was all I knew but I didn't have no problem working hard I'm not opposed to grinding hard I'm not opposed to going out there and putting the work in so that was right
4: up that was right up my alley. Is the mistake made by a guy like Shiano that he can't adjust from college to pro football? and he handles things like he would in college? Or is that just simply a personality problem where he's either unable to adjust to the pro game or unwilling, or that's just who he is? I think
0: that's just who he, who he is. It's probably a personality problem. I, I mean, he's probably one of those guys that just is stuck in his own ways, right? If, it, if it's not working my way, then I'm not going to adjust it to, to, to make it work any other way, because my way works. you know. Um, you know he he is you know he's a he's a, I mean to certain people he's cool he's awesome you know to 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 Doug Martin he that was his guy he was cool Uh, you know praised him get on his knees all that good stuff you know Doug Martin but when it came to Legarrette Blunt it was always like a scolding look like a you know what I'm saying like a yeah. look crazy like bro at the end of the day bro we both grown men right you don't have to look at me like that anytime you see me. You don't have to talk to me with a lot of disgusting, in, you know, in your yeah. in your in your voice whenever you talk to me. But I mean, so, you, you expect know.
4: to get coached, not yeah. just. You don't yeah. expect to get disrespected yeah. at every exactly. turn around exactly. the facility. You know right? what I'm saying?
0: And you know, and, and and we all know what disrespect is versus what coaching is, right? I've been yelled at and screamed at by Bill. I've been yelled at and screamed at by Josh. I've been yelled at and screamed at by Raheem Morris. All these guys, um, it was different when it came from him. It, and I felt like it was personal when it came from him. I felt like it was just something against me that he didn't like or something about me that he didn't like. So I was happy to part ways with that guy. I was really happy to part ways with that guy. Like Garrett Blunt with this LG
3: LG's Feel Good CBD. Um, Aaron Rodgers may be using some of this in his his
0: what is it a darkness retreat that
3: yeah, he's doing on? Have going you ever on? gone the
4: into a darkness retreat four days? Light, no, light, no? Deprivation? light dark room? I've
0: actually never heard of a darkness retreat.
4: So yeah, that is it's, that is that is sensory deprivation. Right. So he's in a small room and it's like you know uh, isolation for three or four days. So does he, he stay in this small darkness. room the whole three or four guess, days? Yeah. Like, and he he's sees he, how he, You're supposed to. You're supposed to uh, hallucinate and all these things are supposed <laughs> does, to happen. So I don't think that's strokes? what's going on with your product though, right? No hallucination. I, I don't know what he's doing.
0: Well, how, is he hallucin- how is he hallucinating? How well, is he hallucinating? On his own.
4: He talked about ayahuasca ayahuasca last year that where he goes was, on. He what is, saw what is that? That's a, a form. Shrooms is probably a decent comparison. <laughs> it's like a tea. Yeah, Chad, that you tell drink. us about. It. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's
0: what I'm saying. As, right. the dr- <laughs> as the drug expert on this show,
4: let me let me take this. It's like a tea that makes you hallucinate. I think you put it into so a tea. So he's taking
0: hallucinogenics yes. to, to hallucinate. Yeah, and now and he Now he wants to
4: visions. see visions based on sensory deprivation, and he thinks the vision is going to tell him what he should do next. Should he just try your think, product
0: instead? I think he should just try LG's Feel Good. And if that body feel good, go out there and play a <laughs> my guy. He, get away get away from the hallucinogenics my my bro don't don't let that tell you what you should and shouldn't do because that is the hallucinogenic might tell you to go jump off a cliff <laughs> hopefully you don't do that <laughs> So this is a uh, this is the roller gel you have right here right? yes sir this is that's is the roller um I have pain patches I have uh sleep I have sleep um gummies and I have anxiety drops all in which are um all natural all organic and 100% THC free so a rod you can definitely use this. This is this is this is you know this is you know this was inspired by guys like you, guys like me, and it is for guys like you and guys like me. Not limited to us, obviously, it's for everyone in the world because we want everyone to feel great.
4: Do us a favor, and next year when we talk to you, we always love these chats. Please do the sensory deprivation chamber and come on, and let's spend at least five minutes talking about what visions you saw when, when, <laughs> when you did it. Please. Hey, please,
0: if I see visions, it ain't gonna be from the sensory deprivation. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that. <laughs> Good to see you. I appreciate you guys, man. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me on, man. Always a pleasure.
3: Legarrett Blunt has been our guest here on Radio Road Super Bowl 57 across the OutKick Network.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
3: Wrapping up what's been a, uh, a solid day one from Radio Row, Super Bowl 57. Glad you're with us across the Outkick Network. Uh, Shout out to Chuck for bringing us in and out. To me, the superior. What a a clutch move by Chuck of any of the burger debate of of any of it. Chad, in and out gets it done for me.
4: Uh, Even uh, you know we were so busy throughout the show. Even an hour and fifteen minutes, hour and a half after he ordered it, still delicious. (laughs) Like amazingly, it wasn't even the hottest, but I still loved it. Would have been better had it been a little bit hotter, but it was, you know, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers here on Radio Row, but um, no, <laughs> kudos to Chuck for going and delivering that for us. He's working with uh, Clay Travis a little bit, so I didn't know that we were going to benefit in this way, where he yeah. had to leave. Well, Clay would have a microwave Could on get that. us food we on the way, yeah. Right. Well, Clay's probably got like a Michelin star chef sure. preparing his meals for him <laughs> somewhere right now, but hey, I'll take in and out Burger any day of the week over that Michelin star chef, so... Kudos to Chuck for picking that up for us. Great job by our crew here also. Haley yeah. Karania, uh Corey Taylor, doing a terrific work. And everybody back in the studio as yeah. well. A this lot is, of uh, editing
3: and, and a lot of communication happening today. So shout out to everybody with the Outkick crew.
4: This is uh, not an easy few days for, uh, for anyone, but especially blast, our crew. That's what are the doing time. But we appreciate them. What party are we going to? Um, there's a possibility of a Colin Cowherd party. Okay with his podcast network that we may be attending. There was something else talking to Clay last night that he had mentioned after that. But I felt like that was like a level up that we weren't going to reach. If you remember, he even said, Hutton, he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to this Colin Coward party tomorrow. You guys should come with me. And then not even 30 minutes later, he said, actually, let me go check it out first and see how exclusive it is. And then I'll shoot you guys a text and let you know if, if you can it's come. exclusive.
3: It's not that we couldn't get in; it's that he wants to keep it exclusive.
4: Well, he wants to keep it exclusive, and you know, it's like uh, I shouldn't just show up with you know five or six right. people right. without before checking out the scene and, and who all's invited. So, uh, who knows? we've done a good job on this trip of not overloading our social calendar and just you know letting the chips fall where they may. It's a very laissez-faire attitude by you and I on this Super Bowl trip. Whatever I, happens, happens. I'm you know, here if for we. It. If we have plans, we have plans. If not, not going to worry about it.
3: Um, let me pull up tomorrow, another solid guest list tomorrow. We, we chatted with Hendon Hooker today. We'll have that tomorrow on the show for sure. Um, but uh, plenty of guests lined up, Chad, uh, throughout the week. And uh, by the end of the week, that's normally where the the actors and everything's begin to flow in. Into town as well. Speaking
4: of an tomorrow we should have actor Chris Davis, who's playing George Foreman. That's right. In the movie Big George Foreman, check out that trailer. It looks terrific, way better than eighty for Brady. We'll have a conversation with him. Um, it's going to be a big day tomorrow, and uh, probably an even bigger day on Friday. The Hollister twins are going to swing by too tomorrow. I love that. Anytime
3: you get Ron twins, Jaworski, Brian Urlacher, Tim Brown. That's a big day. All on the all on the schedule. I uh, hope you'll join us. We start at three o'clock Eastern, uh, both tomorrow and Friday. To get you ready for the big game. Chiefs and Eagles for Super Bowl 57 on Fox. Um, There'll be a lot of breakdowns. We'll give our prediction on Friday. Plenty of news and headlines throughout. We will most likely, uh, among the headlines, break down what Roger Goodell had to say in the full press conference in his state of the NFL today with media
4: members. We will take copious amounts of notes on everything he had to say. And then some college hoops reaction. Yeah. Some games tonight. Some college basketball. Uh, North Carolina loses last night at Wake Forest. They're in, they're going to find a way in, I feel uh, like. Wake,
3: Wake bought that team. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Steve Forbes just buying teams left and right, <laughs> according to uh, Jim Beheim. And uh, Kentucky loses at home last night to Arkansas in a, a, a small surprise. Arkansas, very talented, but they're starting to put it together now. They had a rough start, but now 6-5 and five in the SEC. We'll talk about all of them.
3: If you missed portions of today's show, any of the chats, you can go to Outkick.com for the podcast or – On YouTube, just search us out. You can download the audio as well wherever you download your podcast. Just search out Outkick 360. Back at it for the Thursday edition tomorrow starting at 3 o'clock Eastern.